the Caps On Podcast, coming to you from the Capitol, with your hosts, Nick Tobias, Tyler Bluenstick, and Michael Britton. Hey guys, we had uh, technical difficulties with exporting the podcast from a new software we're trying out. Um, not sure why it happened, but we're working on it. Uh, so you might experience some data loss, uh, cutting in and out throughout the, uh, duration of the podcast. I hope it doesn't take away from the quality of it, but, uh, we hope you enjoy anyways. And, uh, sorry about the inconvenience. What's going on guys. Welcome to the second episode of the caps on podcast. For those of you who listened to our first episode last Wednesday, thank you very much. And for any new listeners, um, thanks for tuning in and we hope you guys enjoy. So we're going to kick this off with NFL Week 13 matchups. We have a special Thanksgiving Day episode for you with three games on Thursday. Um, First one with Chicago at Detroit at 1230 um, Eastern Standard Time. Then we're moving on to Buffalo at Dallas at 430 and New Orleans at Atlanta at 820. Um, All three games on Thursday. during your Thanksgiving Day festivities. Uh, starting off with Chicago at Detroit. The line is currently Chicago minus three. Um, the under over is set at 38 and a half. So predicting a little bit of a defensive battle. One of the, the lower point totals you're going to see this season. Um, I think it definitely stays under uh, just at a first, first glance. Anyways. Uh, before I came over here, I was watching some college basketball, and I looked at the ticker on the bottom of the screen, and it said it's possible that Jeff Driscoll does not play on Thursday uh, during the Lions' Thanksgiving Day tradition. Um, Dallas is also another team that always plays on Thanksgiving. But back back to the Lions and Jeff Driscoll, it's possible that he doesn't play. Um, Nick, who, who's, who you got backing him up? Um, so uh, today, practice... Um, Driscoll's hammy was still feeling pretty sore. Uh, he's still up in the air. Dave Patricia didn't really, you know, give, or I'm not, I'm sorry, not Dave Patricia, Matt Patricia didn't really give a definitive answer, obviously, whether or not Jeff Driscoll's going to play. Uh, but his backup, his name is David Blau or David Blow. I'm not really too sure what it is. Um, <laughs> but he's a 24 year old, 24 year old undrafted free agent. He played for, uh, Purdue. He wasn't impressive there. So maybe his last name is Blow. Um, he uh, might blow. I mean, listen, both quarterback options are terrible. Uh, I do think that the Ch- Chicago Bears cover the minus three as much as their offense isn't impressive. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's all I got in this gross matchup. I'm just happy that it's the 1230 game on Thanksgiving. I'm not trying to watch this and throw up my wonderful Thanksgiving dinner. That's going to be just one hell of an ugly game. It's it's the race <laughs> to stay out of last in the, in the NFC North. Um, especially with dress, Jeff Driscoll possibly being out. Even if he was in, which he might still start, um, he has a sore hamstring. Listen, guy, get over it, all right? Um, but the Bears' defense is ranked four in pass defense and just overall, um, so they're really going to just destroy the Lions on that. They might, and, uh, they might even make Mitch Trubisky look like a decent quarterback, which is very hard to do based on his recent track record. Um, but like I said, this is going to be an ugly game. Mitch Trubisky's Hip might be a little better, um, but I'm going to go with the Bears minus three. I think that 
there's going to be no offensive scoring. I think the Bears are going to score once on defense, and then it's going to be all field goals from there with a 13-9 to final score with the Bears winning. So Bears minus three is my pick. I agree with both you guys. Um, definitely grab this line before it jumps above three. Um, I don't really foresee this needing to kind of be a nail-biter down the stretch. I feel like whether Driscoll plays or it's a backup, Chicago's defense has the ability to stifle any quarterback. Um, it, even the, the most elite quarterbacks in the league have trouble with um, Chicago's defense. So throwing a guy that's already a backup, possibly not playing, going to the third stringer, definitely recipe for disaster. Recipe for disaster. Um, but yeah, if you can grab the line at Chicago minus three before it makes the jump over that key number of three, um, definitely do so. Um, if you want to throw the Bears money line in there, uh, I think that's that's a great great choice to maybe put it in a parlay or just take it alone. It's really not that high as it is right now. It's it's around yeah minus one seventy. Um, you can get a decent return on that, uh, not terrible. But anyways, yeah, I, I could see this game being anywhere maybe like twenty to ten. I, I just don't think the Lions are going to score more than ten points, and Detroit's defense has kind of been Swiss cheese, so. As bad as Trubisky is, there are weapons on that offense. Montgomery, uh, Allen Robinson, Taylor Gabriel. Trubisky has the ability to make plays. He showed flashes of it last or last year, as I said it in, in the last episode. But yeah, I mean, how, how comfortable? Uh, how how big are you letting the spread get? When, when you start getting a little uncomfortable, with what like minus six, minus five? Minus I mean, five, I nine? I don't think it gets that high, but. I mean, I would still consider taking it at that number. Um, we vouched for Chicago minus six last week against the Giants. They um, didn't cover. Which they didn't cover. Uh, I believe it was a 19-14 to 14 game. Um, but, I mean, they held the Giants' offense, which has some weapons, um, to only 14 points, and the Lions have a worse offense than that, so... Yeah. I think we could all agree that the Bears are definitely coming out on top, especially with a minus three spread. Like we said earlier, hop on it early just in case Jeff Driscoll is out. You don't want it to fluctuate too much. Hammer Bills, minus three. All right, on to the 430 game, which is Bill. Hammer Lions. Hammer Lions. No, Hammer the the Bears, minus three. All right, on to the next game. Bills at the Cowboys at 430. You want to start us off, Stick? Yeah, so the line... Um, opened up at Dallas minus seven, bought down a half point under a touchdown or bet down. Uh, Dallas minus six and a half. The under over is currently at 46, uh, opened at 44 and a half. So um, some early action there um, on the over, pushing that up. Uh, Dallas money line at minus 305, a little too high to take. Um, if you want to throw it in maybe like a lotto parlay, um, it's not a bad option um, if you're on Dallas. But I know you two are kind of looking looking on the other side of that at, at Buffalo plus six and a half. De- definitely looking at Buffalo yeah, six absolutely. and a half. Absolutely. Um, Josh Allen has been a touchdown machine this year. In the past seven games, 15 touchdowns with only two interceptions. If he can keep this streak going and bring this into the game in Dallas, I think they're going to keep it really close. On the other hand, though, Dak is also playing pretty impeccable. He has 14 touchdowns, but he has thrown seven interceptions in the past seven games, so that worries me a little bit. Um, but the Bills do have a very solid defense, so I think that if they could put pressure on Dak and just make him 
make stupid throws and not be able to let the routes get to their full extent. I think that the Bills can hold this close. Um, and like I said in the last podcast, which proved true last week, is those hands on Josh Allen. You always trust in a quarterback with big hands. I'm saying take the Bills plus six and a half. Not saying they're going to win, so stay away from the money line, but this is going to be a closer game than some people think. Yeah, I'm all aboard that, Mike. Bills plus six and a half. Um, right now against the spread, the Bills are 4-0-1 four, four on the road and 3-0-1 as underdogs. Um, so the Bills really like being underdogs, and yeah, maybe they don't win all those games, but they cover them, and good teams win games, great teams cover the spread. Um, so we, we, we love teams that cover the spread here. I do love the Bills this game. Um, as a Cole Beasley revenge game, so you know I'm all about my revenge games. I, we had Jarvis Landry last week against Miami pop off. Um, I think Cole Beasley comes back with a vengeance. Um, uh, the Bills' defense is legit. Their pass defense with Tredavious White, um, he'll lock down Amari Cooper. Then it's left up to Gallup and Cobb and Winton to see if they can do something. Uh, the Bills' defense, the Bills' run defense isn't you know what is isn't a brick wall. Um, but they have enough to slow down Zeke DeForest, stack to throw the ball, and I think it's going to be closer than six and a half. You know, if anything, the Bills might lose by a field goal or something. Um, but I'm all aboard Bills plus six and a half. Uh, so what's the next game? Saints at Falcons. We got we got Saints minus six and a half on the road. They're give, Vegas is giving them a touch, almost a touchdown here. What do you think? The, well, the one thing I want to talk about before we dive into this is this is the one game in the whole season that the Chick-fil-A will be open oh, in the Falcon wow. Stadium. So three hours before just to get online for those oh spicy chicken sandwiches. Oh, man. Completely honest with you, but I don't know. I it's more know. the fact that it's a Chick-fil-A it's a in a stadium. It's the only, it's yeah. the only time it's open. But Sorry, to the game, Sorry, I, I personally think this game is getting a little overhyped. I think the Saints are going to run pretty banged up. You got Austin Hooper and uh, Julio Jones, who didn't practice today. Um, and you also have Devonta Freeman, who is limited in practice. Um, so depending on that uh, and how they are for the game, we'll see. Um, but the Saints are just looking more and more like a Super Bowl team. Whereas everyone hopped on the Falcons real quick because they had a two-game win and they beat the Saints. The Saints are not going to allow that again. They're going to go right into the Falcons' home stadium. I'm saying Saints minus 6.5. Yeah, I like Saints minus 6.5 here. Um, <clears throat> the Falcons straight up don't have an answer for Michael Thomas. Uh, Michael Thomas is a beast. Uh, he's a reception monster. Drew Brees is finally getting healthy. Michael Thomas has 98 receptions already this year. He's like on pace for like well over 200, like maybe two, 250 receptions, 200 receptions, whatever. Um, Brees is healthy. Kamara is relatively healthy again. Um, Correction, he meant 140. Oh, 140. Yeah, 250 I, is a lot of receptions. Yeah, <laughs> 250 is a lot of receptions. Um, but yeah, I, I think New Orleans has way too much firepower. Yeah, Atlanta's defense has been playing pretty decent. Um, but I love the Saints here. They have the experience. They have the firepower. I think Drew Brees leads them to a victory. What about you? Nah, I'm, I'm in agreement there. This is a game I think I'm going to stay away from, um, only because Atlanta has been up and down. Their, defenses show, their defense showed flashes of, of being able to stop superstars. Um, they, on, they only held um, Carolina to, I believe, three points two weeks ago, um, and they have yeah. Christian McCaffrey. So, I mean... <laughs> 
what is the highest fantasy scorer this year? Yeah, it it's got to be. He's still balled out or something. Him know. or Michael Thomas have to be up there. I think McCaffrey's got him beat. But Atlanta beat New Orleans in New Orleans, held them to nine points. So they did have an answer. Um, not for Michael Thomas, because I'm pretty sure he still went off that game. Anyways, they've they only let up nine points last time they played the Saints. Now they have the home advantage on Thanksgiving. It's a night game in prime time. This is just something that I don't want to really kind of take a look at here. I don't want to put my money on it. So that wraps up our Turkey Day games. You guys want to go through and just kind of recap yeah, um, well, the three take. games, and then next week we'll revisit, yeah, I, we'll, we'll recap. Yeah, and I think, uh, uh, I think we all agree on this on this week's the, on the Thanksgiving Day, right? So uh, Nick, no, we had a discrepancy in Bills Cowboys. Oh, yeah. that's the only the only one. Pretty yeah, much. so we got we got Chicago minus three, minus three and a half uh, that game. I know me, me and Mike, we both have... Uh, what are your picks? What are my picks? For the three games. Okay, Shoot them. Right, Just go right. quick. Rapid fire. Chicago minus three and a half. Buffalo plus six and a half. And New Orleans minus uh, six and a half. I'm taking the same as Nicky Peppers over here. Yes, Bears sir. minus three. Bills plus six and a half. And Saints minus six and a half. So I know for the two later games, I said I wasn't going to make a pick on it. Um, but if I had to, um, we'll start with the, the early game. I got Bears minus three. Dallas minus six and a half, New Orleans minus seven, um, or whatever that line ends up being. It, it opened at six and a half for New Orleans at Atlanta, and now it's it's up to New Orleans minus seven. Um, either way, if you can get that from six and a half to seven before it, moving on to the Sunday games. First game we're gonna tackle here. Divisional well, game. The, divisional game. Well, now who they have? They to, just announced that yeah. Hodges is going to play. Duck. Mason Rudolph. For the Steelers, uh, Mason Rudolph has just lost all his confidence. As you can see, he wasn't able to make any. Ninety-yard touchdown, like the second play that he was in. Um, he really hyped up the team. He's a gritty dude. Out Very chippy game based on what happened with uh, Miles Garrett and all that in the last matchup that they had. Um, but speaking of Miles Garrett, with the Browns down him, it's a big loss for their pass rush defense. Um, and also they have to go into Pittsburgh. I don't know. I, I think I'm going to go with a little crazy bet here and say Steelers money line plus 118. That's uh, a gamble, but I'm going to say Steelers plus 118 money line. I don't think so. Uh... Hey, I don't know about that. Um, Cleveland, yes, they played a bad, bad football team in, in Miami, who, who was also on a little bit of a run, um, kind of like like the Steelers are. Like, the Steelers' defense has kind of stepped up, but now running into a team that I, I – it seems like they feed off Mojo, um, just based off the personalities they have in their locker room with Baker, Odell, Jarvis Landry, um, Kareem Hunt, and Nick Chubb in the backfield – once these guys get going and they get in a groove, all of these guys love each other. Um, people might not like them, but they're very close in the locker room. Um, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry. Odell caught a touchdown. Jarvis caught two last week. I, I just think Finally. Cleveland is starting to click a little bit. Um, I, don't, I still don't think they're a great team, but no. they, they definitely have enough to be a, a Pittsburgh team that I, I don't think their offense is going to be able to keep up no matter how well their defense has been playing. Um 
Yeah, yeah. That's, that's just my take. I think this line is Easy. the way it is just because it's in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, and Cleveland doesn't get any respect. But, yeah, j- just like my pick last week uh, where I was extremely confident on, on Cleveland covering the, I believe it was 10-point spread. Ten and a half. Somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, I think it's much of the same this week for me. I, I, I like Cleveland to roll. <clears throat> here and cover the i believe it's a two point spread now opened have, at minus I have, one i have them two and a half on FanDuel. Um, i'm all aboard yeah so the, yeah. the public siding with us um yeah. they're they're taking cleveland vegas making the adjustment yeah uh, pushing the lineup to hedge their losses um but yeah i mean i, I like cleveland to roll and win their fourth straight so yeah i mean there's I, I have not much to add about this game um i think cleveland minus two and a half is a no-brainer uh, the Steelers' offense has been nothing impressive this game. Yeah, their defense has been. Their defense has been keep them, keeping them in games. Um, but I think the Cleveland Browns are finally starting to mesh. Uh, their offense is finally starting to click. Baker's starting to look a little bit better, looking more comfortable in the pocket. Is the, the def- Their their line doesn't give them much time, um, but now that they have Kareem Hunt in the, in the backfield shaking things up with Nick Chubb, I do think the offense is better, and I think the better offense wins this game. Um, so I'm all over, all over Cleveland, uh, minus 2.5. Uh, so what we got next? Green Bay at the Giants. Oh jeez. Um, oh Jesus. Green Bay minus six and a half. The game is in New York. Um, almost a touchdown favorite. Over under set at forty five and a half. Uh, Green Bay is minus two ninety on the money line. I, I mean, much. I, I feel like I'm gonna have much of the same to say like I did last week in the Bears uh, Giants matchup. The, the Giants are just not a team you want to bet on. I mean, they're getting less than a touchdown against Aaron Rodgers. Oh, my God. The Packers, like, I don't know. They're, they're a spotty team. Like, they're, they're good. They're 8-3. and three, But the Giants are just really bad and, and don't really have anybody. I mean, they have Saquon, but Saquon has not been performing to his um, full potential lately. Uh, the offensive line has been just getting clogged up, beat at the line of scrimmage, not giving him a chance to get in space. Um Giants, I guess. To be probably should be better than human. <laughs> I mean, I feel like everybody thinks they could be the in my opinion. But anyway, back to the game. Wait, yeah, I, I don't know. Just and a half. I'll be at this game. Uh, <laughs> probably taking years off my life from how mad I am watching the just the plays unfold. Um, and nothing says the get-right Giants more than this game. Uh, with the Giants secondary looking like Swiss cheese, um, Aaron Rodgers is going to throw all over them. I know you said that they can be a spotty team, which they are, but against the Giants, they're really just going to perform. Um, the only chance the Giants have to keep this game somewhat close would be their run game. If Schumer could use Saquon in like the right way and let him get into space, uh, that would be the most beneficial. But... As all Giants fans here, let's just agree that you are stupid if you take the Giants here. Packers, minus six and a half. Yeah, um, Aaron Rodgers is going to come out pissed off. They were just held to eight points against the Niners last week. He looked The offense looked terrible. The team looked very uh, didn't look good at all. Um, the Giants' defense has been atrocious. Their offense isn't something that you could trust. Yeah, they might be getting Shepard back, but then again, they're also losing Golden Tate to a concussion. Um, Shep played last week. Did he really? Yeah. Well, okay, well... You didn't were, do much, yeah, <laughs> but clearly, he played. Yeah. <laughs> clearly, it didn't make a difference if I didn't even know if he played or not. Um, I think Green Bay minus 6.5 is a no-brainer here. The Giants look like garbage. Um, 
And I, and I do think Aaron Rodgers is going to come out with a vengeance, and I think that offense is going to explode, and the Giants are just going to look even worse than they did last week. I agree, and and the the Packers' run game is going to give the Giants' defense fits, and yeah, it's I cannot wait to do a podcast episode and vouch for the Giants. It's oh, going to be years down the road, but it will happen. They will, will. turn it around, but not today. Um, moving on, other New York team. Another New York team. We got the Jets. Visiting the Bengals, um, 0-11 Bengals. The Jets are on a bit of a hot streak here. They really are. Um, Andy Dalton is starting this game, by the way. I could not believe what I was seeing on Sunday at MetLife Stadium. Just, I mean, we picked the Raiders. The Raiders just absolutely didn't show up. Um, probably still jet-lagged from their, their cross-country trip from the West Coast. Uh, the line is Jets minus... Three and a half right now. The over-under is at 41. I mean, I, Sam Donald looked good. Like, I, I don't know if the... I mean, the Raiders definitely weren't covering anybody last week. Um, crossing routes up the wazoo. Just getting people open, creating space. Robbie Anderson had a day. I think he has another day. Um, Cincinnati's just not good. Jets are on a roll. I'm going to go with Jets minus three and a half, and that might end up being my lock of the week on a four and seven Ooh. Jets team. Yeah, All I think right. I think three and a half is a no brainer for this Jets team. Um yeah, the Jets have been on and off all year, but they've they've caught hot recently. I just straight up do not trust the Cincinnati Bengals to do anything. Um Andy Dalton isn't really much of an upgrade from Ryan Finley. Uh the I guess the Bengals decided they wanted to win one game this year instead of zero. Um I, I do think that the Jets cover this three and a half spread with ease. The offense looked good. I think Donald's finally starting to get comfortable. And I think Le'Veon has a day on the ground and through the air. Um, and I think this three and a half is a no-brainer. Yep, couldn't agree more. I'm um, going off what Nick said. Le'Veon is totaling over 100 yards in each of the past three games. I'm expecting they'll keep that up against the against the Bengals. Um, and uh, Jamal Adams on on the defensive side, he's just been an animal. He leads the team in tackles and sacks this year. Um, and honestly, I know the Bengals pretty much locked up that first round draft pick, but they should just keep losing and just take Joe Burrow in the first round and hope to build their team around him. Uh, Jets minus three and a half. All right. Next one is Raiders at Can- or Oakland at Kansas City. Yeah. So uh, what, what do you have that game at? Lines, line is opened at uh, Kansas City minus 10. It's down to Kansas City minus nine and a half. You might find it better or worse depending on what book you use. Uh, the over/under set at fifty-one and a half, and KC, uh, extremely heavy favorite on the money line at four seventy. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I watched I watched the Raiders play last yeah, week, say, and the now they're they, <laughs> excuse me, they uh, visited the Jets and threw in a clunker. Now they're on the road again in Kansas City against Patrick Mahomes. This game is gonna be. I mean, I'm, I have the same vibe of this game as I did last week with the Browns-Dolphins game. Uh, spread was just about the same, around 10. I don't think this game is close. I just... If if Robbie Anderson torched that Oakland secondary, I can't even begin to imagine oh, what Tyreek Hill is going to do. <laughs> I'm going to make a... I don't, I'm not even going to call it a hot take. Tyreek Hill goes for 200 yards on... He's going to go for 200 yards against that defense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really can't agree more with you, Stick. The Chiefs. 
hope, like he said last week. Derek Carr played. He looked like garbage. So bad they even had to put Mike Glennon in. Two bums. Might as well have just throw Nathan Peterman in there for the trifecta. Um, but yeah, this game is just going to run away. I know John Gruden's going to be fired up, but he might be the most into this game out of everyone on that team. Um, yeah, Chiefs minus nine and a half for sure. Honestly, I'm, I'm struggling picking this game a little more than you would think. Um, I, I like I like Kansas City minus nine and a half, minus nine and a half but f- I just have this feeling that Oakland's offense plays decent next week. Um, the Kansas City's run defense is a 32nd in the National Football League. Josh Jacobs can torch that. Um, oh, Raiders don't have Hunter Renfro anymore. He he, okay. he broke a, well no he broke his ribbon and punctured his lung, so he's Jeez. he's gonna be out a little bit. So now it's reduced to Tyrell Williams and Darren Waller. All right, I guess my decision got a whole lot easier. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna roll with Chiefs minus nine and a half. Um, and it's I hear it's supposed to be chilly, and I know Derek Carr plays like crap in the cold. Um, and like Mike said before, they they ended up pulling him and putting Mike Lennon in, and who was even worse, <laughs> which is not surprising, but yeah. So, so Chiefs I, nine and a half. I'll be honest, I didn't even know Mike Lennon got in the game. We left with six minutes left in the third quarter. Oh um, that game was miserable. He like um, fumbled one of the first snaps he took. <laughs> that is a yeah. It was. I don't know. Anyway, moving right, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Philadelphia at Miami. Um, the line opened at Philly minus seven and a half. Um, betters and sharps have moved that line up to Philly minus nine. Over under at forty five. I don't know. I'm struggling, Nick. I don't know. You were struggling to pick the last game. I'm struggling to pick this this game. This this is it for you? I don't know. Um, It's in Miami. Philly's not a great team, but they have more talent than Miami. They dropped Jordan Matthews, so that's a good sign that Aguilar and or Alshon Jeffrey will be good to go next week. So you pair... Alshon Jeffrey with Zach Ertz with, you know, Miles Sanders, J.J. with Carson Wentz. Yeah, maybe they've been mediocre this year, but Miami's defense has been bad. Um, Fitzpatrick has been getting it going with, really, it's just been the Devontae Parker show on on the Dolphins. Um, I think, I think nine and a half is, it's, I do agree. Um, but as much as I hate feeling, I go with the minus nine, minus nine and a half, whatever it is. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. You pretty much hit all the points. Have been not performing as well as they should. Carson Wentz has been in kind of a slump, and I think that this is the week that absolutely destroy the Dolphins. I'm gonna throw you guys for a little bit of a curveball here. Um, I'm not gonna pick against the spread on this game. I am going to go over 45. Okay. Philly doesn't have a great defense. Miami doesn't have a great defense, but both offenses have the potential to put up around 20 points. Um, I can see a Philly win. Somewhere in like the 27-20 range, 30-20. to 20. Um, Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think this game goes over 45. I, it's going to be a bad game to watch. It's going to be sloppy. But it, it could turn into somewhat of a, a mediocre shootout. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely not a game I'm going to turn my TV on to. But if you had to pick a spread, yeah. let me know. So, so me you're know. going over-under. If I had to pick a spread? If you had to pick a spread, just because... I- Dolphins, plus nine. Oh. Wow. Okay, okay, all right. If I had to. I mean, optimally, that that line would get taken around 10. Um, I could see it creeping up there, but I don't know if it ever gets over the hump, so. Yeah. All right, so so next game we have uh, 49ers at the Ravens. Potentially the best game of the week. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, this this game's going to be full of offense, I think. 
Yeah, I mean, the 49ers D is arguably like the best in the league, um, but they do struggle against the run, and as we know, Lamar Jackson is insane at running. Um, the Ravens are ranked number one in rushing yards between him, Mark Ingram. Um, but the thing to consider here is the 49ers are 3-2 and two against the spread, whereas the Ravens are 2-3. and three. Um, And this is the first time in 12 years that a 10-1 and one team has been seen as the underdog. Um, realistically, I think the Ravens do come out on top, but I don't know if the five and a half is what I want to take for the so Ravens. Thinking, this might be just like Niners? a Raven. What are you thinking? Niners five and a half? I'm pro. You know, I mean, I guess I'm not going to go with Ravens minus five and a half. I'm going to have to go with 49ers. 49ers plus five and a half, but the Ravens still come out victorious. Yeah, um, I think this game's going to be. Year, I'm going to make that call right now. What I saw yesterday um, between what their offense and their defense was, I think they have a great team. Jacks can do it all. He's going to win the MVP this year. You've seen the way he's played. The Niners, I don't trust. He threw four tutties last week. I think he, he threw four tutties last week, but I still don't trust Handsome Jim. I think the Ravens cover the five and a half spread. I'd feel more comfortable if maybe it was three and a half, uh, but I do think that the Ravens cover the five and a half. I think it's close, but they win by a touchdown. What about you? I agree with you. I mean, I think this. I, I have not been high on the 49ers this year. Um, they're ten and one, but I think a lot of that. I, I don't think they're as great as everybody makes them out to be. Um, I, that division has been eh. I mean, I don't even really know where to go with this. Just because Baltimore is that good. And Lamar Jackson. They're swaggy. Nobody's found a way to stop Lamar Jackson. Um, And Mark Ingram has not really gotten much praise in the public. But that guy is having a a career year. Probably his best year he's had. Um, And and he's even a little bit older at this point. I love Mark Ingram. Yeah. He's good. I mean. His shoulders are. I didn't watch the Monday night game. But. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, every time I looked at CBS to check the score, I saw in the summary Mark Ingram 20-yard run. It was complete domination last night. The Ravens complete hit the domination. over strictly because of Lamar. Like they, Their total points was the over. Complete like domination. The, their score. I think it's a no-brainer. I think 5.5 is good, is, is, is good. So I'm seeing the line at 6 right now, which makes a difference. Um, yeah, 5.5. Six, six you got the key difference. numbers. You got So just a little quick betting tutorial for those new to the game. Um, I don't know how many of you are. Key numbers in betting football, three, four, way that you can score in threes, sevens, it's just the way it all, missed extra points are a big factor these past couple of years, um, ever since they moved the, the kick back. case so are you still gonna take ravens I'm, minus six i'm gonna take ravens minus six and i wow. think they win by i don't think this game is going to be close mm. okay all right well, i don't think the ravens one o'clock game. for a one o'clock start the ravens are not gonna blow them out like they've been blowing out teams their last And I, I just, I don't know. I, aside from Kittle, I don't think that offense has a 
out of hand yeah. for uh, for San Fran, no matter how good their defense is. I just hope the Ravens wear their all black unis because those are fly. And then when they wear the, when the stadium yeah. goes all black out, that is fresh. So yeah. I would love to see that at one o'clock on a Sunday. Um, next, we're gonna hit we're gonna hit on the Tampa Bay Bucks and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, I have the line at Jags minus one and a half. Um, what do you? What I, I don't understand yeah. that line. I don't even like. I don't understand the line. This is take. I don't even know like what what to like who to take in this. I I personally I like the Bucks plus one and a half this game. Um, Jameis Winston has listen yet yeah, he could throw three picks, but he can also throw for four hundred yards, four touchdowns, and three picks, and they would win the football game by two tutties. It, like it's they, possible. Nick Foles. Uh, no, I'm sorry, not not Nick Foles. Oh, it is Nick Foles again. He hasn't won a game yet as a starter this year. He looked good the first game this year. Hasn't looked good the past two weeks. Uh, they just got. They just lost to the Titans again. The Titans. Uh, well, th- th- Ryan Tannehill put up a day against the Jacksonville Jaguars defense. Um, I like Bucks plus one and a half here, and I think you jump on this now before it flips and um, they're favored. So, and even their their money line right now on Fanduel, I have them at plus one hundred two. Um, so I think those are some easy. I think that's good. For, that's good. I'm gonna disagree with you. I'm not taking the Jags. I'm just gonna leave the point on the table and take the money line. Yeah, okay. You can keep All your right. point. Give me the little tiny plus money, a little bit above. Yes, sir. Maybe like a plus 105, plus 110. Give it to me to make me feel good. Yeah. I I think this game is a blowout. I don't know why this line is the way it is. I, I just it's really... It's because it's in Jacksonville. That's fine, but tr- yeah. home field maybe gives you about three points, but Jacksonville has been dragging. They've dropped three straight to Houston. Only put up three points against Houston. Bad defense. 13 against Indy and 20 against Tennessee. They haven't been able to put up... The 20 points is their highest in their past three games. I, I don't know. They, they're not going to be able to score the football. Tampa Bay's offense is overpowered when Jameis gets going, and Jameis has the potential to get going against the Jacksonville defense that has gave, given up 42, 33, and 26 points in the last three. I I don't care that this game's in Jacksonville. I think this line should be Tampa Bay minus three and a half, three and a half, four. Around there, like I, I don't, I don't get it. I think this is free money. Another potential for lock of the week. Oh, absolute! That is an absolute lock of the week. It's been a little coincidental that two that I've said that my locks of the week, two teams that my lock of the week, um, would be on are four and seven teams. Interesting, interesting week of NFL betting here. All right, what do you got? Um, Mike? Yes, what you got. What you got? I, I agree with Stick here. Um, Jameis Winston, if he just gets in that rhythm and he's throwing him and Mike Evans connecting on just a ton of deep balls. Um, especially since the uh, Jags have lost uh, Jalen Ramsey, uh, they have just struggled. They don't have a really a main corner that can cover someone like Mike Evans. So if Jameis could stay calm, complete those passes, I think the Bucks are gonna run away with this. I'm agreeing with Stick. Take the money line. You can keep your one point. Moving on, Titans at Colts. Um, Indy minus two and a half. Over under at forty three and a half. This is another game I just between two mediocre football teams, both of them coming into this one at six and five. I, I mean, th- I'm definitely staying away from this game. Like I don't even really want to make a pick on it. My gut is telling me Tennessee plus two and a half. Yep. But mm-hmm. they're on the road. I I don't know. I want I my heart wants to ride the Tannehill train. I really like Ryan Tannehill. Like. I don't know. I just feel bad for the guy. Like he got put in such a terrible, terrible situation in Miami. Just couldn't get anything going. 
He moves to being Marcus Mariota's backup. The disrespect there. Yeah, jeez. And finally, he's getting a real shot with a more competent football team. Still not, like, a contender. I'd like to see him maybe on the Rams. Like, if I wish he was backing up Jared Goff instead of Blake Bortles. Like, he'd probably have a shot by now or be close to having a shot because Jared Goff just cannot get anything going over there. Um, anyway, yeah, this, this game is something I... Tennessee plus two and a half. Maybe wait for that to get to a field goal um, if it does. But, yeah, I mean. All season. Um, I'm also on the Tannehill train here. This is his season. He's just going to ball out. This is going to be his season to keep going. Um, and Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown are going to be huge contributors. can just connect with Tannehill on a few passes. Um, I think that they can definitely lock the back. Uh, Jonathan Williams did step up huge last week to take his spot. We'll see if he can carry that through upcoming week. I'm going to go with Titans plus two and a half. Yeah, not much really to be said left about this game. Um, it's going to be not a fun one to watch. I do think that the Titans cover the two and a half spread. I'd even buy it down to three and a half. Um, I don't like either team at all. I think Tennessee's defense has been pretty le- hasn't been legit, but they they have a Ben don't break mentality. Um, and Ty Hilton's been pff, he hasn't been playing at all this season. He played last year. I'm not sorry, not last year. He played last week, but he said he was on a pitch count. He said his uh calf was acting up. So who knows what his injury status is going to be like for game time? Yeah, they have Jonathan Williams. Jonathan Williams had back to back two hundred uh, yard games. I wouldn't bet on him having another 100-yard game. So it's going to come down to um, Jacoby Brissett throwing to Jack Doyle because Eric Ebron is on the landed on the IR. He had to get sur- he has to get surgery in both of his ankles. How do you have to get sur- surgery in both of your ankles? Unless you- I wouldn't be shocked if he doesn't play next year. Who Eric Ebron? Yeah. Right. Well, who cares? So the, the the who cares if he plays next year? He he drops so many passes. Um, he always want he wants the ball, but he, he has brick hands. So I, I think that Tennessee plus two and a half here is good. It's got some good value. I think it's going to be a close game when worse comes to worse. Um, all right. All right, so what we got? Moving Washington. on. Washington at Carolina. Another fantastic oh, game to watch. Man. <laughs> the line is, I mean, higher than I expected. Carolina minus 10. Whoa! Um, Dude. Over I, under at on. 40. Carolina's <laughs> at minus 500 on the money line. Shit. I... I don't know. I mean, this I have, game, I don't know. You gotta go with Carolina. I mean, I have yes, a nine have and a half. To. I have a nine and a half on FanDuel, so nine and a half is a little easier to look at than minus ten. And yeah. Um. First off, first reaction about this game: yuck, gross. The only person I can really, I don't even want to talk about this game to be completely honest, because yeah, we'll make this quick. Yeah, make it quick. I, I don't know. Christian McCaffrey. I mean, He's, projected what? I, I don't know, 28 points in fantasy this week? Like, that's all you have to know. Like, he'll put he's going to run he'll put all over he's, I wouldn't skins. be shocked if McCaffrey scores four tutties this week, combination of rushing, receiving. He, he's going to score one. He's definitely going to score two. If you have a prop, Christian McCaffrey over a touchdown and a half, take that. Or if you can kind of take a flyer on maybe McCaffrey plus two and a half, if you get an odds boost or something like that. Um, yeah, but... Definitely hop. Honestly, I feel more comfortable taking their money line, taking them at minus 450 to win. 
just straight up because with the bears you could just throw the money line in maybe do a parlay try to boost the odds a little bit if you want to feel more comfortable run all over the redskins the redskins are all happy you got uh over can even get into victory formation they're panthers minus at Cardinals. The line is Rams minus three. Mm. Over, mm, under. Mm, mm. This, I think, goes to a shootout. Yes, I think the over at 47 and a half hits. Big time. I agree with mm. you. Minus three. I would mm. use the Rams money line. I would, I don't know. This is a get right game for the Rams. but they're not good like it's one of those where a on the money or on the on the spread and it seems like a little bit of a trap game but I win this game by maybe like 10 points it's kind of like one of those 35 27 Have a good defense. They do. I, They've I ran I, into I, I buzz know, saws. So like, I just have a feeling this game's gonna. I like the over. Um, I would buy Cardinals down to plus maybe five and a half, four and a half. Four. Um, Kyler Murray has looked outstanding. No one was sure how he's gonna play he this year. He's looked outstanding. <clears throat> Christian Kirk, now they have a three headed monster, if you want to call it that, in the backfield. Chase Edmonds is supposed to play this week. So they have they have Kenyon Drake. They have a fully healthy, fully rested David Johnson. The, they have a healthy Chase Edmonds. Yeah, their defense is trash and that's why I think it's gonna be a shootout, but I do think it's gonna come down <clears throat> to the last possession. And I think it's gonna come down to a game winning field goal. So right now Cardinal I, oh God. Jared Goff is what oh Okay, I'm going to go Cardinals plus three here. All right. Cardinals plus three. That's a ballsy so, pick. Cardinals I'm, plus three. I'm actually going to agree with you with Cardinals plus three. Oh, um, my God. The one thing, though, about this game is this is not a game that I would like to bet before. This is a live bet game. I would like to see how they come out, see how Gurley uh, is on the ground. If he is not coming out, plus three if it's still at that point. Cardinals plus three. All right. Anyway, so I'm on the Rams. Oh, God. If, I It's no, going to show. I can but, absolutely tell why you would want. I, I get why you want Rams minus three. I just think the game's going to be relatively close. Um, and this is me just believing in Kyler Murray for some odd reason. Um, all right, so what we got? Chargers? At the Chargers Broncos. at Broncos. Chargers at Broncos. Chargers Another Broncos. low line. You got Chargers minus two and a half. The under over set at 38 and a half. I don't know. Jeez. I, 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 think, I, would, I, I think this is... Easy, I think Chargers minus two and a half, no brainer. I think so too, but then again, you look at the games the Chargers have played this year. They've played close games. They've lost heartbreakers. They've won close games. They're they're a fourth quarter, like three minutes left. Drive the whole field. Like. Yeah, drive the whole the, field. Make it. Don't make then it. Throw a pick. See what happens. Like <laughs> I, it's, I can't. I can't it's tell tough. you how many parlays I've lost because of the Chargers. So maybe betting the Chargers is not. Philip Rivers idea. is dead. Philip Rivers is dead. Yeah, this is. Uh, oh, goodness, I don't know what to think right now. This is tough. Um, 
I again, I mean, I'm gonna have to put my life in the hands of Phil Rivers one more time. Chargers minus two and a half. I I, I can't deny I can't deny Phil Rivers, Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler, Hunter Henry, um, <clears throat> Keenan Allen. I, I their defense with Derwin James, Nick Bosa. Um, See, the Chargers also did though put up like double digit points, like I'll, I'll, like beat the Green Bay Packers by double digits, like. It, like oh, he, who's starting for the Broncos? Kyle Allen? Brandon Allen. Brandon, Brandon Allen. Allen. <laughs> Kyle Allen's on the on Brandon the Allen. Yeah. Brandon I'm, Allen. I, I agree. It's char- I mean, my gut tells me to take the Chargers. I have to. Um, I, I'm not putting my money on a Denver team, and the Chargers have the talent, but they haven't put it all together. Teams with more talent find ways to win. And covering a low scoring game, um, I don't. Both you, teams you, have like middle. Chargers minus two and a half, minus three, whatever the line ends up being. I think they win by around a touchdown. But yeah, I mean, that's it. And just a little disclaimer. Oh Speaking of Hunter Henry. Stay tuned for a possible surprise, and that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to leave it at that. Stay on your toes. Um, I agree with you guys here. Chargers minus two and a half. I mean, they just have too many weapons on this team. You have Mike Williams and Keenan Allen both as your receivers. In your background, you have uh, Eckler and Gordon. Like, they realistically should beat the Broncos by a decent amount. I think that they're up a touchdown. They drive the field again. Throw a pick, and then the Broncos fall short. Um, I'm going to go Chargers minus two and a half. Texans. So. Stinky game. I, What's the line? This game to watch, as I feel like it could result in a little bit of a blowout. It's not often. line is at now opened at three and a half so money is coming in on houston i i don't know over under set at 44 and a half new england's on the road um 10 and one i I don't know you also can get new england on the money line at minus 165 okay i think that's a better deal i agree i just i don't know you're getting Field goal spread with Tom Brady. I don't know the statistics on it off the top of my head, but I don't think that's happened very often. If you've taken note of the way the Patriots' offense worked, it's it it's been stagnant. Um, yeah, the, the Texans have a lackluster defense, but the uh, Patriots' offense is has hasn't been the best. Their defense has been keeping them in games. Stephon Gilmore's been locking people down, um, but I would. F- I can't bet against Tom Brady. You really no, can't. I and can't they, do it. And the one thing the Pats do well is like they always know how to take the like their defense knows how to take the best opposing player out of the game. Um, oh Hopkins! Right, like oh, they're gonna man. take. Like, they'll probably take out Hopkins. Um, and their defense has been winning in games. The offense is like you said, rocky. Um, so if the New England defense could keep up that performance, I think that's well. One other thing to note is that. Houston is two and six against the spread in their last eight home games, whereas New England is eight and three against the spread in their last eleven road games. Um, so this is definitely favoring New England. I think you hop on this early, take New England minus three and a half. All right, Monday night, baby. I just one more point on that oh. game. I 
I could see this game staying close. You said that the Patriots like to take out their opponent's best weapon, which would be DeAndre Hopkins. The thing here is, Stephon Gilmore is six foot one. DeAndre Hopkins is six four. DeAndre Hopkins hasn't. Re- I mean, I'm sorry, Stephon Gilmore hasn't a lot of reception in like two games. Three but you're games. going against DeAndre De- Hopkins. Yeah, he's DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins is going to get his catches. He's got the height advantage. I'm not. I'm not denying the catches. He's just I'm not, denying the production. Yeah, he's not going to be. I'm denying, what he should be doing. He might get eight receptions for forty yards, but that's not going to win the Texans a football game. No, and which is why I'm going to go with New England minus three. I'm just yeah. saying this game has the potential to be closer than you think, but then again, I would not be surprised at a blowout. Um, moving on to the final game of the week, um, Minnesota at Seattle. It's our Monday night game at eight fifteen at CenturyLink Field. You got Seattle minus three. The under over is at 49. Seattle's minus 150 on the money line. Uh, Seattle's home. Yeah, I mean, with a you got a Seattle, three point Seattle field goal. Seattle against the spread, one and four at home. Seattle against the spread, one and four. Uh, statistics are just something to give you an indication. I do not think that's going to make much of a difference. Been riding Seattle all year. I think they have too much firepower with Russell Wilson. Lockett has been a little bit quiet the past two weeks, but Minnesota has been dragging. They're eight and three, but it's the quietest eight and three that I think I've ever witnessed over the course of an NFL season. I just, I don't know. Like they I'm, have I'm weapons. Having, I'm, I'm, like, having, I'm having a tough time thinking about this game, deciding what I want to do. I don't. You, you know, you know what might sway my decision. Kirk Cousins prime time. Have you seen how he plays in prime time? Yeah, I, I just bad. quarterback battle. That's all I'm gonna say. Is he's, so he's playing. Bad. He's playing bad. He's so bad. They might get Thielen Thiel Diggs. Uh, I mean, Roof. What's his name? Dalvin Cook out of the backfield. I mean, my God. At prime time. It might be cold out. I mean, One I can't I... bet against. I can't bet against Russell Wilson. I can't. I can't. You really can't. I mean, the team as a whole. I mean, also, the Seahawks do pump in crowd noise into their stadium. Be aware of that. Vikings might not be able to handle it. Um, but I, I got to agree. Like, how, how can you not go with him? He is, like, the runner, I would say runner-up MVP. You got to trust in Russell Wilson. I have no faith in the Vikings here. I'm definitely taking the Seahawks at minus three. Yeah. Seahawks minus three. Um, I, 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 I don't think... I think it's kind of a runaway game. Yeah, Seattle's a good team. They got they got they got talent all over the field, up the field, down the field. Um, so, just an overall recap of what we have going on here. There's plenty of low spreads. I- Couple games around nine and a half, ten. No crazy spreads this week, so games are gonna be close. You got Monday night, Sunday night, three Thanksgiving games, which, I mean, it's Thanksgiving games. Uh, 4.30 is prime. They're big games. It's a big deal to play on Thanksgiving. I mean, games are going to be close. And, uh, yeah, just, I mean, we're going to pump out picks like we always do. We're going to have a Thanksgiving slate on Thursday to look out for, which will be tomorrow by the time this podcast drops. But yeah, I mean, you want to go through and give yeah. our locks of the week, and we then should, uh, our locks of the yeah. weekend. You guys go first. You go, right. go ahead. You want to start us off? What you got? 
Or I'll, I'll, so, I'll, oh, go ahead. I mean, I have my lock. All right, it's, so what do you got? What do you I got? mentioned it before. It was either one of two, and I'm going to choose the Jets. I think Jets... Like, the Jets are just hot enough, and the Bengals are just not that good. Whether they're getting... I think he's in a bad situation. He hasn't had A.J. Green all year. And what happens when he did have it? This has been Swiss for... Oh, remember when they had Vontez Perfect? Yeah, look where he is. Not in the Lock it in, throw away the key. Jets, minus three and a half. What about you, Mike? All right, for uh, Mike's Lock of the Week... But I got to just say Packers minus six and a half. They are going to absolutely blow out the Giants. Like I said, I will be there watching this, probably drinking away my sorrows the whole time. Yep. Packers minus six and a half. There's your lock. Hammer it. Um, and then my lock for the week. Uh, I think this is probably one of the most obvious ones, but Tampa Bay plus one and a half. Um, I, I think that game is easy for anyone to bet any amount of money on. I think it's going to be great. Um, Bucks spread, Bucks money line, whatever you want to throw on, um, but they'll they'll be a nice they'll be a nice add to your parlay if you want to throw them and then a surefire team like um, I don't know whoever you think's a surefire team. I mean, I throw them with the Ravens in a parlay, maybe get a nice get a nice odds. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna roll with Tampa Bay plus one and a half. All right, so uh, there are locks of the week. That sums up our episode. Want to thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, keep checking our Instagram, which is at capson.sports for your daily picks. Um, We'll be having a lot on Thanksgiving and coming up into this NFL weekend. Um, So thank you for tuning in. Have a nice night. We'll see you guys next week on the podcast. Caps on, baby.